Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Uh, Can I encourage you to uh, grab your Bible? If you've got your own Bible, that's great. I'm going to read a part from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. So if you've got your own Bible, that's great. If you've got a church Bible, that's fantastic. It's page 1038, 1038. And it's Luke chapter 8. We're going to read from verse 40. Verse 40. Here we go. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman Who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her? She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding. And pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came, trembling, and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Oh my goodness, so much stuff up here. Phone, ball, sweets, microphone, plastic thing. Okay, hi, I'm Andy, I'm also on the team here. Um, Thank you, Rob, very much for reading. Um, I've got some of my own stuff as well. We're going to be all together today, which is exciting. Um, So some of the grown-ups, you might be getting a bit less than you're used to. Um, Some of the children, this might feel a bit long and a bit more complicated than you're used to, and I'm hoping the Pathfinders... um, Let me ask everyone, however tall or small you are, who do we really trust? Have a think. Who do you really trust? Who will really come through for you? Okay, when things get really desperate, and this is where I'll need my volunteers, who do you want catching? So I believe uh, Leeds United over there on the, yeah, and Gillingham over here, splendid. Um, Who do you want catching you? When things get really... You can send a bit further away. A bit further away. Yeah, I'm quite good at throwing. 
Okay, great. So what about... Maybe you've been married for a long time and your husband and wife get really sick. They get cancer or Alzheimer's or something really serious. Who should I throw it to? Who do you want catching you? What would happen? No. You want to throw it to someone that can catch, don't you? What about, mums and dads, grown-ups, what about if you lose your job? Who's going to catch that for you? Or what about, maybe you've not got a job yet, but you don't do so well at an exam. You have to retake a year at uni, or or, or your friends at school give you a hard time. Who's going to catch that for you? Not Will Sykes. No, that's quite right. (laughs) Children, what about, what about maybe tonight, Sunday evening? You're going back to school on Monday morning, and you know the same children are going to be there. The children aren't very kind to you. Who do you, who's going to catch it? Who's going to catch it for you? Thanks, Adrian. We're going to look at the verses that Rob just read for us, okay? We're going to see a really desperate woman, okay? She was in a terrible situation. She felt she had no one to catch her, and she found that she can trust Jesus, and Jesus is worth trusting. So look, Luke is playing a kind of pass the parcel with us, so we're going to play a kind of pass the parcel. You just take a seat for a minute, Will. I've got to pass the parcel. Okay, uh, can I just chuck that down that way? What we'll do is we'll go like up and down, up and down, all up there, okay? Um, so Luke is playing a kind of pass the parcel with us. It'll be very quick music, then it will stop, and you open it up, and you show me what's written on it, okay? And I can also throw sweets. So, okay, let's go, let's go. Music. And no holding on to it. No one likes that. You don't have to give it to a child, grown-ups. Come on, Andy, there you go. Nice. Okay, just, just rip it open really quickly. Tell me, what was the first thing we saw? This was a couple of weeks ago now. All the grown-ups have forgotten. Don't worry, children. It's fine. You might remember. Yeah, there was some bad weather. Yeah, Jesus has power over nature. Okay, quick, start the music again. Carry on, carry on. Keep going. Yes, that's okay. You can have it, Esther. That's fine. Here you go. Catch. But tell us what's under there. What's under there? This was after the storm. Jesus has power over evil. Do you remember with the demons and the crazy thing with the pigs? Luke is unfolding layers of Jesus' power. Let's find out what today's is. Start the music again. Go on, go on. And do it faster. It's hardly anywhere. Come on. Really fast, really fast. Hold the words that shape the sky and sea. What have we got? Who is it? Is it Jen? I can't see. <laughs> We're going to find out. What is it? Oh. Jesus' power over sickness. Here you go. Here's a sweet. This will make you sick. <laughs> Catch. Did you see that, Will? Um, <laughs> we are being invited by Luke, when we read this this morning, to trust in Jesus' power over sickness. He'd been on the other side of the lake, hadn't he? Remember, there was, there was the storm, and then there was the demons and the pigs, and then all the people over there said, go away, Jesus. And so he did, which is sad. And he's back here on the other side of the lake, and they welcome him here. 
And then this man comes to him in a really desperate situation. You can read it in the Bible, verse 41. A man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. And so Jesus goes with him. But as they're on their way, the crowds almost crushed him, verse 42. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately, her bleeding stopped. I mean, she's been bleeding for 12 years. Okay, that's a long time. And it wasn't from a head wound. It was most likely a problem with her period. Children, if you don't know what that is, you ask your mummies and daddies afterwards, okay? Okay, 12 years is a long time to be bleeding from anywhere. And she's in trouble. She's really poorly. If she keeps bleeding, she'll probably die. You know, Mark, in his gospel, when he tells this story, he says a woman had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. And yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. But Luke, the doctor, says she'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years and no one could heal her. Bit of, bit of solidarity for the NHS there from the first century. No one can help her. No one can help her. She's got no one. She's got no one to trust. No one to catch this for her. And she turns to Jesus. And I guess it's a kind of personal problem. Maybe she was embarrassed. I don't know. She doesn't want to make a big thing of it. So she sneaks up when Jesus is in this big crowd. And she just reaches out and just touches the edge of his cloak. And I don't know if she really had a lot of hope or faith that it would work or not. I, I don't know. But she puts her faith... She trusts in Jesus, and immediately she is healed. Immediately. Who touched me? Jesus asks. They all denied it, and Peter said, <coughs> Master, um, the people are kind of crowding and pressing against you. Uh, Jesus said, someone touch me. I know that power's gone out from me. Children, do you remember there was that, there was that period a few months ago when Paula and Naomi were in the habit of handing out sweets if you did the really good actions. Do you remember that? Yeah, do you remember that? And Naomi, what would happen when you had the sweets at the back of the room? You would get mobbed, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, And it'd be a bit weird if when Naomi is getting mobbed by children who want sweets, she went, oh, I think one of you touched me. <laughs> yes, I think just on the edge of my children's work T-shirt. No, no, no. Look, Jesus doesn't mean he felt a jostle or a bump. And he doesn't heal people by magic. It's not like a sort of impersonal trick. It's something he's actively engaged in, and he knows that someone has done more than just touch him. Perhaps he's drawing her out when he says, who touched me? The woman realizes she can't go unnoticed, so she comes and she's scared and she falls at Jesus' feet. And what does he say to her? What's the first word, someone, that he says to her? Daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. He calls her daughter. This woman is precious to him. Look, grown-ups, her bleeding should have made her unclean. When she touched him, she should have passed her uncleanness on to him. That would have been the case with anyone else. But when she touched him, he healed her. His power went out from him into her. She's come to him in faith. She has been healed. She has been saved. 
And this serious, serious problem that no one else could catch that's been 12 years, one touch of Jesus' cloak, one touch from Jesus' power, and now she has peace. She's healed. She was desperate. She trusted Jesus, and he has not let her down. He caught her. We'll think a bit more about that in a minute. We're going to meet someone else in a very desperate situation who finds out that Jesus can catch them. But before we do that, I think we're going to sing. Sing first. Sing, yes. Okay, which probably means you all need to stand up and uh, the band and stuff. See you in a minute. As Andy said, there's going to be somebody else who's going to trust Jesus. So please grab your Bible again, or the church Bible. It was page 1038. And we're going to continue to read from verse 49, verse 49 to verse 56. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, said Jesus. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Okay, if I can have my helpers back, that'd be brilliant. Thanks, guys. Um, it can be very hard sometimes, can't it, mums and dads, to leave the house if you have children. Um, and I wonder if any of you have had this kind of conversation recently, because he can catch, I'm just going to... Yeah. Um, so you're like, okay, great, so we're ready to go? No, oh, sorry, shoes. I haven't got shoes on, okay, same. Yeah, go on, two at once, easy. Oh, okay, brilliant, shoes, no, no coat. Oh, well, can you get your coat then? Okay, fine. Coat. Coat. Okay, great. Okay, so we've got a coat. No, you haven't, you haven't been to the toilet, but I said... But you... Okay, toilet. Off you go. <laughs> Finally. Shoes, coat... What do you mean? No, we haven't found your special cuddly. You don't take it with you on a school day. But you need to know where he is before you leave. Okay, all right, okay. Here we go, cuddly. Oh, okay, fine. You're ready to go. No, you want to go and say goodbye to Mummy? Okay, fine. I can't believe it takes you this long, Daddy. Come on. Who's had that conversation this morning? Yeah? One or two of us, probably. 
frustrating, isn't it? Now, I'll, I'll be, I'll, my children and my wife know this very well, so I'm not going to deceive you. I get really frustrated. I find it really hard. Or there's traffic. It's not reasonable to get that level of frustrated, is it? But we do, some of us. We're in a rush. It's not daddy being slow here. There is traffic. That's kind of what the crowds are. This is way more serious, isn't it, what we read? There is a rush. They're very much in a rush. Imagine what must have been going through Jairus' head. I mean, it's all very well, isn't it, for the desperate woman? She can trust Jesus, and Jesus is worth trusting, but this guy, Jairus, he's in a rush. He has everything to lose. And he thought he could put his trust in Jesus, but can Jesus be trusted? Why has Jesus stopped? Can Jesus catch this? Me and my wife Bibbs, my children, Josh and Martha, we were at the swimming pool in half term in town. And we'd only been in the pool a few minutes when we all had to get out. There was a little girl, and she had got into difficulty. And Joshua saw them pulling her out of the water. As we were leaving the swimming pools, we were leaving out to go into the changing rooms. They were doing CPR on this little girl. I can still see it in my mind. I don't think I'll ever forget it. We saw the emergency services rush through the changing room to get to the little girl. And the good news is she was okay. The, the, the staff were amazing. The ambulance got there really quickly. And the little girl went home the next day, which is wonderful, isn't it? Martha's just giving a little cheer. Yeah? It's good news, isn't it? But that's what is happening. This guy has come to Jesus because his daughter is dying. This is, this is an emergency. It's urgent. I can't think of a weightier thing than the life of your only child. You know, and the ambulance is stuck in traffic. There's all these people crowding around Jesus. And then he stops to talk to this woman. Verse 49, we just read it. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. I mean, is that it? The woman was sick and Jesus could deal with that, but this girl is dead. The only other voice that Luke gives the readers in this passage is this voice. Jesus speaks and... And the servant says, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. It's the ultimate challenge, isn't it? Maybe Jesus can save you from dying with the storm or with the demons or with the sickness, but now she is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. But then Jesus says to Jairus something very, very similar than what he just said to the woman. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. We're, we're having another layer of the past the parcel pulled back, so to speak, so to lighten the mood, because it's quite serious. Have we, have we still got it? Yeah? Can we, can we have some music and we send it back? There's one more layer. Yeah, there's one more layer. Yeah, go for it. Go, go, go. I won't look. Who got it? Can you catch? No? Who, who fancies catching nearby Dutch? You can catch. Go on. See? Told you. Well done. Val, what have you got? Lucy. 
Luke wants us to know we can trust in Jesus' power over sickness and death. And actually, Val, is there another layer there? Yeah, why don't we just, you know, because why not? Make sure a child ends up with this one. Go, go, go. Do we, we get closest child, closest child, closest child? There you go. You can actually open that in your own time. Oh, was that Alan? Yeah, you got it, mate. You might want to give it to like a little friend there. Um, <laughs> sort, of, sort of gift for a four-year-old there. But you, you open that in your own time. Um, because it seemed like having a past parcel with no present was like really lame. Luke wants us to trust in Jesus' power over sickness and death. Jesus arrives, verse 51, if you've still got your Bibles, kids, grab it there, have a look. Jesus arrives at the house of Jairus. He doesn't let anyone go in with him except for a few people. And all the other people, they're wailing and mourning. It's just like this morning. And Jesus says, she is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. They know that she's dead. We've had two separate witnesses in this passage to say that she is dead. So what does Jesus mean that she is asleep? We're being shown that through faith in Christ, a person might be woken from death as though they had only been asleep. Because God himself, in Jesus Christ, will conquer the grave. He will die and rise again, paying for sin, conquering death. Those who put their faith in him, those who trust Jesus, those who believe in Jesus, will be woken by him from death as though they were only sleeping. The girl is dead. But Jesus can catch this. He took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returns, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Another woman in Luke's account who is precious to Jesus, who he, he speaks to, who he touches, who he heals, who he saves... And look, her dad, Jairus, he might be the synagogue leader, but he doesn't have all that much faith. Back in chapter 7, if we had been reading it, we'd have met this Gentile centurion, and he's like, oh no, Jesus, you don't even need to come to my house to heal my servant. Just say the word. It'll be fine. Jairus is like, no, Jesus, you've got to come. And, and although Jesus commends the great faith of the centurion, he doesn't refuse the weak faith of the synagogue leader. So whether your faith this morning is big or small, whether it's strong or weak, whether it is a faith that has survived the highs and lows of many years, or if you have the young faith that is appropriate to a young Christian, or even if you don't have any faith yet at all, put your trust, put your faith in Jesus who has power over sickness, and even over death. Believe in him. Put your faith in him. And one day, when you and I close our eyes in the sleep of death, we will wait to hear the words, my child, get up. And maybe we'll even get something to eat too. Jesus can catch you. When your body breaks down and even when you die... No one else and nothing else can do anything about that. I need you guys again, actually. I wonder if sometimes we think our pension or our wealth or our lifestyle can catch up. 
This is what... It won't catch you. Or what about perhaps, what have we got next? Ah, oh, success. Yeah, your career, your achievements. You've published a paper in a certain journal. Respect of your peers. Maybe, and I think this is quite a few of us, maybe we just don't think about death. Maybe we ignore it and we push the thought away. That won't catch us. Maybe being young, being fit. That's a joke for the teenagers. Ask one afterwards. It won't catch you. Maybe, and I know this is close to Matt Laws' heart, maybe having many followers on Instagram, putting your gym sessions on TikTok and having thousands of people like you, maybe that makes you think somehow life will be okay. But it can't catch you. All these things will drop you. Children, even your parents can't catch this one. Yeah? Look, parents are great. I get that. You know, they can probably catch a lot of stuff. Okay? And you can trust them to look after you in this life. We should be able to, for the most part. But your parents don't have any power over death. And that's why as Christian parents, and that's why as a church family, all of us together, that's why we want to point you, children, to Jesus every day, every week. Look, Joshua and Martha are my children, and they will tell you, I am a sinner. I get things wrong. I let them down. Martha's like, yes. (laughs) It's true facts. And as parents, as adults, as a church family, that's the same for us, isn't it? We get things wrong. And even if we didn't, We're mortal. We're finite. We will not live forever. But look, children, we as parents, as a church family, who all together share in the responsibility to raise you, to know and to love the Lord Jesus, we can trust you, throw you, if you like, into the arms of our heavenly Father. He will not drop you. One day he will wake us from sleep. If we trust in him, if we put our faith in him, then one day we will, we will wake as if from sleep to hear the Lord Jesus saying, my child, get up. I look forward to the food. Jesus can absolutely catch us. We can trust Jesus. He is worth trusting.